right. Episode number five. Welcome, everybody. If you want to check us out on podcast We're services, by EA, everyone. we're on a bunch of them, like <laughs> Google and Spotify and Anchor. You can see on the description below. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, let's do introductions. Hey, Dory? Hey, I'm Dory. Uh, go by she, her. Um, my uh, Twitter account is declare192. Uh, and, uh, happy to be here talking about stuff, video games. Nice. James? Game. Hello, you can see my face now, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that's it really. Cool. Mitch? Um, hi, I'm Mitch, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uneducatedpop. Uh, as you can see, there's only yes. four of us <laughs> this time, just because Fran's not feeling well. I'm Sebastian. I'm the host. All right. So, what are we currently currently playing? Uh, Dory. Hi. Uh, I just. Um, I actually was just playing um, some Halo with some friends in the Minimax community. Uh, before that, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm on Act Three. I'm only like an hour in or something. Um, boy, it can get really frustrating when you haven't done it for a week and you feel like you're so trash at like navigating and parrying, and then you get it back on the thing of swing of things. Um, and then I just finished Arkham Asylum. Uh, I played it for the first time. I already knew everything about it, the story and the combat and stuff, but played it for the first time. It's all right. Uh, it's good, but, you know, it hasn't, not everything's used well, like navigation and stuff. All right, uh, Mitch, mm -hmm. what are you playing? I've got to be honest, I'm completely forgot about what I'm playing as soon as you asked that question. <laughs> um... <laughs> you drinking? Yeah, I guess I've just been playing some... Oh, no, no. Um, I guess I've just been playing Fall Guys a bunch this week, and, um... Oh, wait, no, I've started uh, the first Burial at Sea episode for Bioshock Infinite. But, yeah, I haven't really had much time to no. play some video games this week. But, yeah, no, those are the two main ones I've been going through. Bioshock so, Infinite, yes. you're going way back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, great game, though. Great game. Yeah. Hey, James, what are you playing? Um, I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima, um, to my shame, uh, and I'm still uh, playing Fall Guys. Um, actually, just before um, we got on here, I got the trophy for five consecutive wins, which no one thought, but please hold oh, your nice. applause. Hold your applause. Uh, no one thought um, it was possible, but we did it, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. <laughs> It's terrific. Yeah, I was transitioning into being a PC gamer, but I think I'm bringing my PlayStation account back. Like, I didn't delete it or anything, but I'm going to be playing all my, pretty much all my games on PlayStation now. I'm bringing, I, I'm just too attached to my profile, so. Yeah. Sorry to let that go right with the trophies. And yeah, especially when you're like, you got like 225 plats and 11,000 Well, friends come and go, but platinums are forever, yeah. right? So. <laughs> and I had that account for like seven, eight years now, so. Oh, so, wow. So, um, I bought Samurai Jack. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I'm probably going to play it right after the podcast. Uh, and I, I played the Tony Hawk demo. I also, I'm also playing Halo 3, and I'm playing, uh, uh, that's pretty much what I'm playing right now, yeah, so. 
Right. Yeah, actually, you reminded you reminded me. Um, I forgot because it's not like PlayStation related, but I have been playing some Flight Simulator oh, yeah, on my right. PC. Well, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Did you Did you end up? Did you what? Find, end up finding the big banana? Did, did I didn't find, find the big, big banana. banana. I did not find the big banana, I'm afraid. No! <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. I don't, it's a big true. place. It's a big place and a big banana. Yeah, that's, that's true. I gotta try oh, that again. Oh, banana. <laughs> I want to get game... I want to probably get Game Pass and try that out. Cause I wanna, that looks yeah. really good. But wow, that thing is like 90 gigabytes? Like, oh, yeah, but it's it's a unique experience. It's... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, it has the whole world in it, and it's still smaller than Modern Warfare. Can you believe that? <laughs> I actually do believe that. I mean, Modern Warfare no, has everything, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, how well does it run on your computer? Does it, like... Pretty well, yeah. All right. You I don't, don't want to get too much into it. But... Yeah, yeah, just general talk. Um, all right, so next topic is Ghost of Tsushima Legends. It's like a new multiplayer mode. It's very. It has a very, like, demonic red, red and black layout like that. To it, it reminded me of Neo a lot, actually. Yeah. Did you guys get that same vibe? Did you guys ever play Neo? A little bit. I was kind of really happy that Tsushima uh, wasn't getting super into, like, mythical... I mean, obviously you have the mythic tales, right? But usually, you know, they say it's demons or whatever, and Jin's like, yeah, no, it's not demons, and it's never demons. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like House, right? It's never Lucas, except the one time it was Lucas. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks really cool. I'm, I'm stoked to play Tsushima with other people. Like, that's awesome. So I'm hyped for this, but mm -hmm. it is a bit weird that they're kind of just dropping the kind of grounded base that Tsushima had in the single player and then just kind of going all out with the lore and the mythical stuff. But I don't know if it works. It works. It's a great combat system. It's a great team, obviously. Right. So I have faith. Yeah, it actually gave me some, uh, Undead Nightmare vibes, whereas you're taking this sort of very sort of grounded game and right. you're bringing out this DLC for it that goes a bit crazy because it's not the main game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Like, I see that, definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly like, I'm fine with it. I think it's cool. And I'm glad that they did it for a DLC mm -hmm. rather than um, putting it in the main game because yeah. they sort of separates it in a way. It would have been out of place completely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, Mitch, are you going to mm -hmm. try it out? Um... Oh, well, I don't have the game yet, but yeah, I'll absolutely try it out. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Trust have they said whether it's going to be like a separate application or if it's just going to be sort of like a thing you can select in the main menu at all? Because I wouldn't be surprised okay. if it's like a, it's kind of sort of standalone. Well, not standalone, but sort of like it's not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know it's a free DLC, um, I think, right? Well, I don't think they clarified that, like, if, it, if it's like if it's like a separate mode or if it like connects to your actual game. Like, like we use the same yeah. armor and stuff. But I don't, I don't think they clarified well, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they just they just said that. They just said that there's a free download for Ghost of Tsushima owners, and it's coming out fall 2020. Right. Yeah. That's all. We mm. It was only like a what, like less than a two minute demos or two two minute trailer, so we didn't get a ton of info, but it looks cool. Right. Really interested to see how like the games like, because like from what I've seen like the. Combat in Tsushima is very like sort of like one on one, if like in that sort of sense, where it's like it's not necessarily like it's very focused on sort of one v one duels. It's, I wouldn't yeah, say like so. It's, I wouldn't say so honestly. Oh, because you can fend off like a lot of guys at once. That's true. That's very. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Like, okay. But it is. But it is. It yeah. is kind of like one on a bunch of guys though. Like I'm not like. 
Like, mm. like, can somebody like get in your way? Like the light targeting, so this is... Yeah, so, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll mm. try it out, but I'm not, like, yeah, excited yeah. about it or anything like that, you know? I mean, it's not, mm. like... Yeah, I think it looks, I think it looks cool, like... I think it sort of came out of nowhere, like, the surprise was pretty cool, how it's... Yeah. If you were gonna expect a DLC from this game, it would probably be a single-player story DLC. Yeah. So, to come out with, like, a co-op mode mm. that sort of flips the whole game on its head and says, hey, you can play this with friends now, I think that's really... Yeah. That's really interesting, and that's sort of a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it's coming out at a perfect time, because that game is selling, like, crazy. It's, mm, it's yeah. like the highest-selling PlayStation game. Was it, like, third of all time on PS4 or something like that? Or was it... Pretty high. I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah. think it's something like it was, that. It was definitely high, yeah. It was definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much everything about that. Let's start with the Montre- uh, WB Montreal's game. Uh, that, that Batman, like, the... That Batman game looked uh, crazy good, didn't it? Like yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Gotham Knights. Gotham I think that was Knights, yeah. really surprised by it. Definitely the biggest surprise in a while, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, hmm. like, were you guys surprised that like that they did the side characters instead of Batman himself? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I was expect- surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering yeah, the guess. direction they seem to be going in, though, it definitely seems like they're on the right track like i wouldn't either I, like i would be totally fine if they just didn't have that many in this game at all like not even like as like a end game sort of a mock or something but it seems like they're going in their own sort of direction and they don't just want to be you know the like the second rate rock setting that they just sort of make the pattern up and games. they seem to be doing their own thing which i'm you know super happy for mm-hmm. yeah yeah, like. Uh, do you guys think? Um, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, do you guys think that Batman's definitely dead? Like you know, like in Avengers with Captain America, like Captain where he's America. definitely dead. Yeah. He's not coming back, right? <laughs> or he's, I mean, you know, bring him back. Or we can't do it. Point. We can't do it two weeks in a row, right? Y'all, we can't do it two weeks in a row. I think. I think our lawyers I'm, are. I disagree. Right I, I'm going to keep this going. <laughs> I'm going to keep this going as long <laughs> as I can. Yeah. I. I mean, he's. he's but no. Dead, uh, seriously, but, uh, though. No, I think I, I don't know. I, I hope he really is dead, but I don't know. Yeah. I I'm so burnt out on Batman as a media property. So I know it's super yeah. weird to say like I hope Batman is sure. dead, but like I kind of am glad that he's not at the forefront of every hacking thing. Um, he's already got a yeah, movie no, coming out. He's already got like you know other other stuff that's related to him in Gotham Knights. So it just seems like you know I I'm real happy I get to play as Red Hood if I end up buying the game because I love Red Hood. Uh, under the under the under the red hood is like one of my favorite movies of all time for Batman movies. So good. Um, so I'm really I'm, excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about. Um, well, I think the standard character was Batwoman, or is it Batgirl? Bat- or Bat- Batgirl. 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 I think she's still Batgirl, Bat- but I, I, I honestly I don't know the lore. I I thought it was two different characters. Um, Batwoman's an t- entirely different character. Like yeah, right. It's, okay. It's really. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, regardless, I thought she was the standout. Sort of, I really like her character design and everything. And yeah, I saw some yeah. people, I saw some people saying the voice was weird. I think Dory, I'm not sure if you were one yeah, of those people. I but uh, the voice was weird, but the um, I definitely agree with you in the art design. They're obviously taking from uh, that girl from Burnside by Babs Tar. Um, she's awesome, by the way. I've interviewed her before. Just saying, uh, she's great, uh, and her designs for that girl were nice. phenomenal. So I'm glad they're taken from her. What were you gonna say, Mitch? I, I was just gonna say it's cool that you've managed to interview. Um, I, yeah, I'm, 
I sort of can't prove it on my end. But um, yeah, I think the art direction was pretty fantastic. The favorite thing, the best thing I everything about Arkham Origins was that they actually had a different art direction and art design for the world and the characters. Like they looked a bit more animated and novelly compared to the other Arkham games. And the fact that they seem to be more heavily leaning into the comic book side of their designs and how everything looks, I'm super happy for. To be honest. Right. Uh, so, like, what what character are you guys most excited to play as? Uh, let's I'll start with Dory. Uh, I mean, I kind of already said it, but uh, yeah. uh, Red Hood. I I'm yeah. I'm really sympathetic to Jason Todd as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also uh, uh, I have some philosophical disagreements with Batman, so I I'm very sympathetic to his mo- uh, to Red Hood's motivation. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just. I'm worried that they're going to neuter Red Hood as a character and say, oh, he's not really firing real bullets, he's firing rubber bullets, so it's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. there to be, like, real tension between the Bat family about I what totally direction agree. to go, and yeah. Red Hood's going to be that, we have to kill them, these people are yeah. not, these people are not going to get better, you need to kill people like the Joker. Yeah. You're not going to be able to reform hmm. them. That's my big so, question about Red Hood, because, yeah. like, he kills people, and he fundamentally yeah. disagrees with the rest of the Bat family, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I mean, so he's I, been integrated he, before in the DC Comics, but I yeah. don't know to how well because I've never really seen it. I mean, uh, that brings up a yeah. Go ahead. That brings up a good point as well. Like, I hope there is a lot of good sort of story dynamics between the characters rather than just them being a, like four different playable avatars in the same story. You know, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there's a lot of yeah, interesting exactly. things they could do there between the characters. Don't, yeah, sure. we saw a little bit of that. Thing with that. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, sorry, I was just um. I think another thing with that too is that you know they sort of mentioned how they're sort of dropping in and out co-op, quote unquote. So it's it's kind of just a matter of seeing how they're going to handle story and how they're going to handle characters. If you can play as any characters, you know, yeah. for like certain story beats, like some missions are only going to be restricted to playing as like certain characters or. Anyone play any mission, and how's that sort of going to work with the dialogue? That's the interesting thing. Yeah, that's the interesting thing as well. Like a lot of the things they were saying was they sort of leaned towards it being a destiny sort of thing, where it's like you've got a base of operations, Mm -hmm. and they were saying, oh, you can make the characters your own and that sort of thing. But um, I like I I, they came out and said I I can't remember where I read it, but they said that it was going to be a one to two player sort of open world story game. Yep. Which makes me think it's not going to be yeah. this day, not... which is kind of weird how they've got things like a home base and, and stuff, but maybe yeah. it won't. Maybe it won't be so in that direction. Yeah, from what I gather, it's not a service game. It's a it's yeah. just a co-op. Story which I'm I'm happy story. about because honestly, if yeah. if they made it a service game, Probably. I think that would that would reduce my excitement by fifty percent. I think or most, more. I think most people would agree with you. I think I saw that that was, yeah. that was the most consistent worry I saw on Twitter. The the, the initial reaction is: Is this another Avengers game? As that was yeah, a big right. worry, but yeah, it look, even a, yeah, even as someone who's like relatively like optimistic for Avengers, I, I still think this looks, you know, like first impressions wise, it looks really good, if not slightly better than yeah. Avengers. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, once, yeah. um, once this gen, once next gen, but still, like it, it looks great. On- yeah, like the main because the main difference as well would being the like in something like Avengers, you're doing the same missions over and over again. But in like a in a single player or co-op sort of story game, 
you're going through um you know like these big set pieces a lot more often i feel like i think it also helps that you're not having uncanny valley right and i get that this is not really a fair thing to do but Mm -hmm. i mean the avengers game kind of set themselves up to fail by completely copying the mcu gotham knights here is obviously doing their own art style and direction Uh which i liked um one other big concern that i saw and i don't really share it but um it's helpful to note that some people were worried that the free flow combat was gone or something like that and that it was being replaced by something yeah else. I, I noticed that as well yeah yeah personally i don't really mind because rocksteady and and wb games did that for a total of four games so i feel like the wells kind of dried up on that but right. i mean i know people obviously love the free flow combat i i mean i just beat asylum like i said before and i i dig it and i think it only gets better in city but i think eventually you have to make a new system right right i think i mean there's, it's a very simple combat system a lot of people just spam like the same button square you know triangle yeah i i mean people are saying like oh no it's gonna be like avengers is gonna be a button yeah. master but i'm like yeah but the free flow system all you do is press square and then you press triangle every now and then you sure, might as well be playing king of hearts there's a ton of combos though like you can do like you, a lot of people just yeah, play it that's true. That even, yeah that's true. i think with that combat i wouldn't even say it's just like the combos as well it's like because asylum's pretty basic with its combat except that was still super satisfying because of the sound design yeah just the sure. animations like right. yeah it, it's all in the feel and yeah i think like from what we've seen the like, the attacks in this game don't have like the same like, to every impact that um that, what you call it that uh asylum does the um well yeah so i mean with asylum like you can mix in the the batarangs and the back claw and the gel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was cool, mm-hmm. uh, but it never felt necessary, you know? It, it is kind of like, uh, I know this is a weird co- um, comparison, but it is kind of like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, on the lower difficulties, you never feel like you need to release anything besides uh, the X button. Um, but on yeah. the higher difficulties, yeah, I'm sure you need to use the explosive gel and power right. rings and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's true. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what do you got? There was an interesting... Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Why do you go? Why do you go? All right. What do you guys think of the numbers? Like, what do you, what do you, what, what RPG aspects do you think it's going to be in this game? Is there going to be like armor pieces, like Avengers, or is it? What do you guys think? I hope not. I, I, I assume it'll just be. I mean, there might be gear. I don't know. Um, yeah, if it's just um, like, if if it's just like you know different weapons and stuff, that'd be fine. As yeah. I don't want to have to keep picking up gear every yeah. five minutes. But I mean, I didn't see any gear drop off any enemies. Right. So, but they, it's in the description. We, they're they're calling it an RPG. Okay. So, sure. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Please. I mean, yeah, I, and you can, you, can, the, um, you can probably turn like the damage numbers off and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, it it yeah. kind of sticks out. I mean, it's not atrocious or anything, but it, but it definitely like stuck to, sticks out. Because it, cause it didn't even appear when we fought the henchman. It only appeared when you fought the boss. You fought Mister Freeze. No, it, it was. Right? Yeah, there was a was ten there? above. Uh, no, there was a ten above okay. one of the henchmen. Yeah, I think. I think that yeah, was the same level numbers. Level oh, maybe I just yeah. yeah, I was watching on my yeah. but. Uh, the thing is, and there is there is damage numbers as well. Sorry, I'm watching it right now, and there's numbers. I don't know if those are damage numbers or XP numbers or something. But when yeah, you take down an enemy, when you when you yeah, I'm watching now. When you hit enemies, there's a number that comes up. Yeah, and it's is, either white or yellow depending on presumably yeah. whether it's a critical. Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't like that. There kind is of, like an XP bar. Yeah, I don't like when the games use numbers like that because like it's always like arbitrary numbers. Like where the hell do these numbers come from? Like who's what's calculating sure. this? It never explains it. 
Like, I, I, I personally don't mind it. It's just one of the background things for me. I, I, I can definitely turn it off. In if, if it's going on in the background, if it's if it's a subconscious thing, I don't mind. But if it's like at the forefront, it kind of it bothers me a little. But it wouldn't break, make or break. No, me. no, no. But I think it's gonna be the forefront because it's an RPG. You, like, yeah, for sure. It for says sure. it. They're, they're very. They're they're putting it in all the descriptions. It's an RPG, so it's gonna be like you're gonna get armor plus two, mm. something. You know, strength. I, I hope it's yeah. like that. But I just I don't think they'll go too crazy with it. No, this no. Thing. Like, I don't think so either. Yeah, because otherwise I think we would have seen something about that in this demo. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe you'll get something when you complete a mission. Or I don't know. Maybe, but they, but they, they weren't going to deep dive into this game anyway, like on, at that show. Like, you're gonna, we have to... Yeah, we, sure. We, we're, we're gonna I do appreciate that they... I do appreciate they showed gameplay, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going to... They're gonna I don't think, we, I don't think yeah. we expected that, really. They're going to do, like, a 30-minute, 40-hour like, <clears> gameplay demo, I'm sure, at some point, like, in the future. It's only yeah. event, so... Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> Probably. The best gamers always have gameplay with them. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It actually shows you what the game's actually like. Cause, I mean, if we just had the, um... Like, the CG trail, cinematic trail, I should say, like, we would have gotten some idea... Except the, the gameplay, like, definitely have, like, sort of set that in stone and say, okay, this is the game that um, we're expecting, this is what we need to expect, because, you know, a lot of games, including um, a certain game we're going to talk about in a bit, sometimes often don't include gameplay with their reveals, and mm -hmm. then it leads to mixed reception. Right, right. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I, I would not have been as excited for this game. I, I wouldn't have been paying attention to this game when they did show gameplay if they didn't show gameplay now. Mm -hmm. I'm curious so about good that they... something I'm curious about within the trailer or within the gameplay I should say is uh, Mr. Freeze. Um, so in the in the trailer it seems like he's freezing the entire city. Mm -hmm. Now usually Mr. Freeze is portrayed as kind of like an anti-villain, right? He's mm -hmm. he's doing bad things, but the only yeah. reason he's doing bad things uh, is because he wants to um, is to get uh, uh, save his wife Nora. But it, here it just seems like mm -hmm. callous cruelty. So I wonder if Nora. And I'm just total speculation. But I wonder if she's died, or if this is some sort of different vision where he's just a lot more crueler for cruel sake. I don't know. It's just something that caught my attention because I was like, they don't usually portray Freeze this way. It's You're usually right. a little more sympathetic. It's, it's probably um, just a, it's probably just the boss. Like they're just making him a video game boss. Yeah, I think that's. Just I don't know. It's stuck. I mean, there's they... no in-story reason for it, and it's just like, yeah, Mr. Freeze just like this, and it's like, no, he's really not. He's really like a little more right. sympathetic than that. He's not a great guy. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm just right. saying. He's got that reasons for what he does. Right, right. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, they did, they mentioned that he came to, like, apparently, Bruce came to Gotham for, like, his own, like, he had his own agenda with it, so, and they said, also said it's, like, partway through his storyline, which makes me sort of question what the, um, structure of the game's story is going to be, but, anyways, that's a completely other topic. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, there's definitely something going on with Mr. Priest, because, like, yeah, um, with Dorian Freeze is definitely like one of those anti-villains that has like a lot of sympathetic qualities, but especially in the Arkham Knight DLC, also he was pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just disappointed that they didn't have him say "chill out" when he started the boss fight. <laughs> cool <Yeah>. body. <laughs> bring Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. back. Uh, I think one right. uh, no, I think one yeah. other cool thing, by the way, that they said in the I don't think this was part of the live stream, but they did a developer sort of commentary where they had a guy yeah, talking over the gameplay that they put up on YouTube, mm -hmm. and one of the things he mentioned during that boss fight was that like he'll the bosses and stuff they'll change depending on what level you are, 
Um, so yeah. they'll match your level, uh, but also they'll have different attacks and stuff like that depending on what level you're at, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've actually, like, they've followed through on that promise and not just, like, the only attacks that are different is just sort of like one sort of like the damage output they have or anything like that. Or, some of their yeah, hits and stuff and the strategies associated with them that actually change and evolve over time because that would be yeah also that would be sorry really on cool. that I kind of mentioned it yeah I mentioned that earlier it's like but um I think the like the structure of the game because they mentioned like if you take them on a level 5 it'll be completely different sort of things so it sort of makes me question like, well can you take on any of these storylines like at any level like what the structure of the game is going to be like so it's like if we can um can you hear me still? Or? Yeah, I hear you. You're better, but you're breaking up a little still. Yeah. But carry on. Yes, so structure the game, um, whether we can take on any sort of storyline at in sort of at any time at our own pace, or if it's like a linear story that evolves at whatever pace we take the developers and writers choose. Is right. I saw a lot of the fan reaction on, I mean, I know this part isn't surprising, but IGN comments was pretty negative, and then uh, it was so, a couple of people moderately, cautiously positive, and then um, even on Batman Arkham videos, which is a pretty popular site for a lot of Batman stuff, a lot of people were disappointed, so I, mm. I, I don't know, like, that's not really changing my mind, I think it looks good, and I think a lot of it looks promising, but it does seem like the larger internet yeah. reaction, that, at least that I've seen on YouTube, mm -hmm. is negative, or at least neutral negative, which mm -hmm. is surprising, because I think it looks pretty solid. Um, I mean, not perfect, I have concerns, but um, I don't know, it looks it looks pretty good. And I mean, if I get to play as Red Hood and kill people, great. Mm -hmm. now, so uh, I don't know. Speaking of, mm -hmm. speaking of Red Hood, this is more for Dory. What do you think of his design? Because I know a lot of people were not happy about the design. They said he looked like Deadpool too much. Uh, you know, I didn't even notice that. Uh, yeah, me... it's a common I'm gonna look comment up. I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it too much. Um, he looks okay. Uh, I've seen better designs for him, honestly. I agree. Um, I but agree. he looks fine. I think Batgirl looks the best by far, and then oh. and then Nightwing. Yeah. 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 Nightwing. He, he looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. He does. I think he looks pretty solid, but I, I think the Arkham design is way better. Like. He looks badass yes. in the Arkham game. Yeah, he looks he looks so good in Arkham, and I wish they had kept that. I'm not the biggest fan of Arkham Knight, but they did injustice in the DLC. In the well, DLC. in terms of it, in terms of his design, not in terms of what actually happened in the DLC, because it's like what a 30 minute thing. Yeah, it wasn't or a whatever. story. It was just yeah. DLC. Yeah, but the design, the design, great, is, is what was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The design. Because people was like the design. People was like he's red hood, but he doesn't have a hood on. People were saying that. Yeah, yeah, he's got a. I mean, that's kind of silly because he's never consistently had a hood no, on. It's no. just a name. Joker didn't have a red it's hood when he was Red Hood. It's just he had the mask. It's yeah. just it's a dumb thing. Just it's comic books. Stop it. I know, right? That's the common mm -hmm. problem I've seen. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's right. the least of the issues. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I wasn't like blown away or anything like that but i think something that, I that trailer gave me chills i don't know how y'all dealt like thought about that trailer trailer, oh, the trailer but that trailer really got me going yeah the trailer was so, great yeah yeah they, they... i didn't think much of the trailer honestly um it was a gameplay it was a gameplay for me sorry seb what you're saying this is the opposite for me i think the trailer was great but the gameplay was good but it wasn't like it didn't, it didn't like absolutely blow me away or anything it looked very, yeah that's kind of where i was at as well it looked well. very standard but, like arkham, yeah batman arkham yeah, I don't like the. I don't know the the trailer for 
for me, it looks like just sort of another generic sort of CG trailer that's sort of setting things up. Uh, maybe I'm less attached to the IP, I don't know. Um, yeah. But no, the gameplay was like... The, the trailer was underwhelming, but the gameplay was at least visually very appealing. Like I was saying to Mitch uh, earlier, there was the moment when you're they're walking up the they're climbing up the building and they turn and they see the, yeah. the whole city and it there's lightning coming down and that's just like really visually just such a cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially I with those know. graphics like, and everything. Like WB Montreal I think did a great job with Origin, so I do have some confidence in them. I don't I don't have as much to go back to that Avengers compar- comparison. Even if this like played a little bit like the Avengers, like I have more interest and more uh, faith in WB Montreal than I have with Crystal Dynamics. I mean, I like Tomb Raider, but I never played the sequels or anything. And uh, yeah, definitely with you there. Yeah, so I I, I have yeah. I have a good amount of confidence that this is actually going to turn out to be pretty good. But we'll see. Right. The thing is, like, you guys are more probably higher on Origins than a lot of people are. I think a lot of people tend to say Origins is the worst Batman game out of the four. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, not at all. I, I like it better than I actually like it better than Night, honestly, because I thought Night had yeah, too many Bat, Batmobile sections. Uh, absolutely, way too much. Yeah, yeah. way too much. I, did, I don't. I don't like the plot of Night either. I think the plot of Night is atrocious. No, because but, because the story was about Scarecrow, but they they made it about the Joker, and then it, right. and, then well, it, that, and then it just yeah. ended. Plus, it, it didn't have a good ending. Yeah. It just kind of just ended. Yeah, yeah. I, we shouldn't get sidetracked, but yeah, I don't like yeah, I don't like yeah. Night as much as some other yeah. folks do. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Right, yeah. So, so let's talk about the next game. Rocksteady showed the Suicide Squad game. Yeah. Uh, hmm. we, uh, we'll start with James on this one. Sure. I can't remember which one of you said it, but I think somebody said like it's ironic, and maybe Mitch, that it's sort of ironic that the Rocksteady game is the one that doesn't look as good, and the one from W yeah. Montreal, yeah. the the guys who made uh, Arkham Origins, is the one that looks a lot better. Because um, honestly, that trailer. I was hoping for some gameplay, like we all were, mm-hmm. um, but that trailer yeah. was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. It had a lot of that sort of Sunset Overdrive thing going on, which I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect that, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I'm a fan of it uh, for this sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I was a bit underwhelmed with this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. Uh, what do you what'd you think, Dory? Did you, you, you watched it like... I did watch right it, yeah. I chuckled at a few lines. Uh, I thought the, tra- the trailer looked okay. I have never been a big Suicide Squad fan, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm not that I hate it or dislike it, even. Mm-hmm. I've just never been super sold on the concept. I think it's just kind of cheap to have Amanda Waller just plant a bomb in their heads and now they conveniently do these things that the plot requires. It just seems kind of a kind of a, uh, a, a, cheap, a cheap thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um... But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It looks okay. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like there's too much Suicide Squad stuff right now, honestly. Yeah. Uh, with the movie with the movie, yeah, and then yeah. the movie a couple of years ago, and now the video game. It's like, I feel like I've had enough of Suicide Squad. But that said, um, I did like um, the, I think I've mentioned this before, but I like the, the Arkham um, movie uh, that's based on Suicide Squad. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um. Just, I wasn't I wasn't hot on it, but I, you know it doesn't show gameplay, so yeah. I, I guess I'm glad that you get to kill the Justice. I don't know. This is whatever. Well, it's just <laughs> always seen as Superman so far, but yeah, he yeah. seems like an evil one. It seems like the injustice one. It's not injustice. Well, but it seems like I think he's I think he's controlled by Brainiac. That was the construct of the beginning. Yeah. It seemed like a Brainiac thing. Yeah, because the purple, the purple. Eyes. Yeah, because the purple. Yeah. Brainiac is very fashionable. Yeah, um, that's what he's known for. Mitch, what did you think? I was 
pretty underwhelmed by it. I mean, I, honestly, I think it was when, like, you saw Captain Boomerang, the person known for being, you know, probably the most sort of human and sort of, I guess would say, grounded character, like, teleporting around like his frigging um, Tracer from Overwatch or whatever, and then you've got King Shark got with a, mach- like, with a, what you call it, with a machine gun or whatever, and machetes, and I'm just like, yeah, you're kind of losing me here. It, it doesn't, it doesn't look like they know the art direction again, and the tone don't seem to mesh at all. Like nothing, like nothing for me seems to be like going coming together into like one cohesive package. I'm like, okay, this is the direction they're going for. I've got right. what they're doing. It's really yeah. I think I think DC's getting a little too obsessed with Harley Quinn. I mean, I love Harley Quinn. Don't get me wrong, but like they're putting her in like everything now. Like she's like her own movie, yeah. her own game, like her own show now. It's like I think I think that's adding to the whole yeah. like Suicide Squad like overkill. Like I'm I'm glad that she's getting her own time because like honestly she deserves it. Like it's really yeah, overdue. She's a, she's a great character. Yeah. Uh, but I do agree mm-hmm. that she's getting too much exposure. I think that's partially Suicide Squad. Squad birds um, of prey, yeah. at being fault there, but yeah. I mean I like Birds of Prey and I I'm I'm happy for for having that uh, uh, show that I I still want to see that's on the DC streaming service or whatever mm-hmm. or HBO Max whichever at this point uh, yeah but uh but yeah I think I think you're right I I would have liked someone else in the in the lead of Suicide Squad both the movie and this game because we've had a lot of Harley all. Right, like, um... Yeah, they're definitely turning her into DC's Deadpool. Do, do you... Yeah, the, that's a good comparison. We all know Deadpool. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're kind of... They're basically Deadpooling her. Yeah, for sure. I, do, do you guys, uh... Do you guys think it'd be more characters, or do you think they're gonna stick with four characters at launch? I, I was... I don't know. Like, I... It seems like a game that's focused on being, like, a four-player... Yeah, yeah. ...co-op thing, so I don't know if they would add more characters. Um... I think they'd probably save that for a sequel. If they're hopeful about that sort probably, of thing, probably season two. But like, of course, of course, the big red flag is that this is a destiny, isn't it? It's supposed to be a destiny. I don't think they've confirmed anything, mm-hmm. but that's what everyone, that's what the leaks have all said yes. for years up to this point. Is there a loop? Which is yeah, oh. I don't, I, I don't know, but like it's, it's it, to that point, it's a little disappointing that it's been what five years since their last game, and this is all that they have. They don't have gameplay, just a CG trailer. Right. Well, I assume it's a CG trailer, right? Maybe it's not. Maybe this is an engine. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, it's still, it's a little, it's a little disappointing. I feel yeah. like if it was an engine, they would have said so because WB Montreal kept. I think they said it at least two or three times that their gameplay was an engine, and they were very proud of mm-hmm. that. So I feel like Rocksteady would have done it. Yeah, it's it's so weird that the Montreal game is kind of the vibe that I'm getting from the internet is like people are more interested in the Montreal game than the Rocksteady game, which is weird because everybody was excited for Rocksteady. Yeah. But right. I don't know. It, it's a super then, weird situation to be in. It's it's just like weird. Gotham Knight isn't coming out till 21 and this isn't coming out till 22. So it's like really? there's so much wait and see to still happen. Yeah. Let's... They announced this way too early. Like, like, I mean, I know the fact that everyone's like glad that Rocksteady finally have revealed what they're doing, but they still revealed it way too early. Yeah, 2022, and like all we're getting for like another year or so is just this trailer. Mm, Yikes. Yeah. Um. So just back to the 
Eric did thing. We were talking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Back to the um character thing James talked about earlier. I think you know, so I'd be fine with just having four characters at launch, but then I mean I, I guess you could say Avengers is sort of spoiled it for me in the sense that every character looks like they play the same. Like yes. every character has some form of enhancement abilities. Every character seems to have a melee attack. Every character seems to have a ranged attack. Yeah. Like a gun or something. It, they all look pretty much just like the same. Whereas at least with Avengers, you had you had Hulk, like, and then you had Thor and Black Widow. Like, you know, they, even though they all basically, I guess you could say, played the same, they each had their own sort of like quirks to them that made them. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, might just be a trailer thing, but I'm not getting that with this game. Yeah, like, uh, I, they, I think they did a lousy job showing this game off. Like, I, I mean, I understand, like, a DC show, mm-hmm. they're not going to really dive into the game because this show is more about DC as a whole, not the game itself. But, you, yeah, it was just very awkward the way they do, like, a weird trailer that, that feels very Fortnite, like, you know, kid cartoony. Yeah. And then it goes into, like, these cartoony yeah. interviews with, with, you know, like, sort of celebrity. You know, like, it's just. Gamers don't like it. Was it was definitely an odd choice to have uh, the characters talk to Will Arnett rather than somebody interviewing a developer. Yeah, this is weird. Oh, wait, no, so sorry. They did, they did the developer thing as well, didn't they? Never mind. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah they, no, they, the Will Arnett thing was... The Will Arnett thing was strange, and I think it went on a little too long. It definitely did. Very long. And I like Will Arnett, yeah. but that was just not... Yeah. It didn't seem very funny. It, Definitely. Because this is yeah. me. I haven't looked at the reaction to it, but I'm sure like most people probably think this looked terrible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the reaction to this is probably not very good. Honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine people I mean, really digging this. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like mostly mixed negatives okay. right now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we literally went from the live react to this. So. Well, no, not, not that we were doing. Yeah. Before, but. Anyway, um, so we all agree that the the, the Gotham Knights looks like looks like the better game, for sure. Like we're oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're more excited about that game because we gotta yeah. move, we gotta move on. Absolutely, man. Was... All right. Yeah. So next topic, let's. It is the Prince of Persia remake is got leaked because Ubisoft like I don't know what is with Ubisoft, everything gets leaked. <laughs> it's not it's not a Ubisoft game if it doesn't leak. Exactly. That's the rule. So, are you guys excited? I have about no that? idea how like it's been this long and Ubisoft hasn't gone. Hey, maybe we should sort of like do things differently with how we, you know, um, start publishing and marketing our games or anything. Yeah. Well, you would, you would think, them. right? Yeah. You would think yeah. if there was an inside man that they would have found him by now. But what if Yves is the inside man? What if he's the one leaking everything? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, never know. So what? what uh, quickly, what is your guys' history with Prince of Persia? Have, have you guys played a lot of the games or? None, none at all. Zero, zilch, that's, nada. That's great. That's weird. Yeah, nothing, nothing um, for me either. Played... What podcast am I on? At the Forgotten <laughs> Sands. You walked into the wrong room. <laughs> you came to the wrong neighborhood, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mitch, have you played any Prince of Persia games? I didn't hear you. Yeah, no, I played the Forgotten Sands. Okay. Oh, yeah, I played the Forgotten Sands, which is um, mm-hmm. my favorite game, but I, I liked it at least. Yeah. I mean, 
I've played uh, I've played Assassin's mm. Creed Origins. Sorry, not Origins. I've played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And if you think about it, that's kind of like a very late descendant of Prince of Persia. Great, great mine is being, one, mine is being fun. But, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, Prince, of Persia, <laughs> Prince of Persia. I mean, technically, the whole Assassin's Creed. Prince of Persia is really fun because the platforming, the yeah, platforming yeah. is really fun, and like where you can reverse time and things like that. Like, that's the best, like, in the combat, it's, like, real, those were the, some of the best PS2 games, or Xbox games, like, back in that day. Uh, the, I, the remake, I never really, I didn't think I played the remake, honestly. Uh, they were reboot, or whatever, they did a reboot, like, I don't know, late 2000s or something like that. But it, I think Nolan North was the... Was that the, bell, for sure. Was the, uh... Oh, yeah. But that it, one. But it, I, yeah, think, I the, think it bombed, the though. fairy genie. Yeah, I think it bond in terms of sales because people want people wanted yeah. people wanted the yeah. original the character. So, uh, I am excited yeah. about this, but I, I need yeah. to see more. I can't really get too hyped until I see a trailer or something. You know, like Ubisoft is always always a uh, hit or miss with me. I think that's like I don't, I don't like Ubisoft is some mm-hmm. their games are either great to me or I just I could care less. So it's just just one of those things. All right, so the next topic, uh. Dory's impression. Giving up on that one already, okay. Yeah, there's not really much to say you guys didn't play the other games. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dory, what's your impressions of Tony Hawk? It is totally radical, dude. Um, yeah, no, I... No, hang on. He asked, you, he asked you what your impressions are of Tony Hawk, the the guy. Yeah, what do you think of the Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, so I ran into Tony Hawk with no, <laughs> Um So my experience with Tony Hawk is very interesting. So um, I played... I know I played like some of the originals, but I couldn't for the life of you tell you whether it was one, two, or three. I know I played some of the originals. The last Tony Hawk game I played was in Tony Hawk Underground. Um, Great uh, games. When I was well, a funny story about that, it's probably not going to be funny, but I played Tony Hawk Underground, and when I <laughs> I just had like a uh, I was a teenager, so I was still having like a, a lot of mental health issues with. with being autistic and stuff mm-hmm. so i was like they in this like mental hospital that i was in i played this ps2 that had tony hawk underground so that's how i played tony hawk underground very mm-hmm. strange experience yeah. but very positive because it was a good game <laughs> anyway um yeah no this game is real good um i the demo is real good i should say um i played about two hours of it my partner and i went back and forth um she played some of the original two and she absolutely kicked my ass at first it was great because Usually I'm so much, like, I, I have a better sense of, like, how to play games a lot of the time just because I grew up with it more than she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she was whooping me. She got, like, 50K in two minutes uh, within her first couple tries, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, for the record, is pretty impressive. It's not a very big arena to work with, and we didn't know a lot of the controls. So yeah. um, I've, I've since been able to get, like, 78K, but um, it's still, like, she, she did really great, and it was just a lot of fun. Right. Uh, um, what was your highest score that you got? Yeah, so my highest score, I think, was 78K. I was able to do this because I uh, mixed a, a couple of tricks together. Um, honestly, some of my best moments came through, uh, ha- to quote Bob Ross, happy little accidents. Mm-hmm. I like was able to connect some moves together that I wasn't necessarily planning on connecting, but I was just able to press the buttons in time. Yeah. Um, it's definitely exhilarating when you get those, like, it's, it, the demo feels to me like it's the epitome of tough to perfect, but really satisfying when you do. Uh, when you're able to land those tricks, and especially when you're able to land the more complicated tricks, and then even past that, 
a series of, of complicated tricks and mix them all together and get like 11,000 points on one on one series of tricks like that feels really satisfying, really gratifying, mm -hmm. uh, really good. Um, so I had a I had a blast with it. Um, the demo only has three songs; it gets a little repetitive. But uh, my play sessions were pretty spaced out, great so songs, I didn't mind a ton. Um, great songs. Up, yes, great songs for sure. Yeah. I mean, Rage Against Machine is one of my favorite bands of all time. But yeah. so I I never really mind hearing them. But yeah. um, I've heard Gorilla Radio a million times. Yeah. So. you would you would have heard a lot of background um, noise if I had if I didn't mute that. So that's why I did that. Oh. Yeah. No worries. Uh, I didn't even notice. Um, but yeah, it was it was really I fun. Um, I played about two hours of it, and my partner played a bit uh, of some too, and she also really enjoyed it. Um, it felt really natural, really really good. So. It, it feels just like uh, the original, like in terms of how fluid it is. It's like it's it's literally the same area, I think, the same stage. Because I went back and looked at like old footage of the original game, and it's exactly the same. It's just not obviously remade completely, but uh, yeah. But it feels like it feels really good. Like it, the skating is really fun. Like, like you can do so many different tricks and everything like that. And uh, I, I only I only played like maybe five rounds, and I've got my highest is probably like sixty five thousand or something like that. But um, nice. in the lead. Yeah. Uh, sure. The soundtrack's amazing, of course. You know, those soundtracks are legendary, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh. The only thing is, obviously, we didn't, we couldn't really uh, test uh, create your. You can create your own skater uh, in this one, and you can create your own park, yeah. which is really awesome. I I'll probably yes, spend a lot of time I, doing that. Yeah. The the trailer the trailer got me really hyped because I don't know if this was in the original. Maybe some of you all know, but I don't think you could make your own no. uh, skate park. I don't think no, so. okay, I didn't think so. No. But um, I didn't remember it being there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's super hype. Um, I'm not usually uh, a um, I'm not usually into that player created content, mm -hmm. um, but that looks really cool. So yeah, I, I want to take myself. I want to see that be cool. If, like I want to see how good the customization is and everything like that. Yeah, um, sure. Um, what else? I, I've, I guess I can't fully appreciate the original games only because I was very young when they came out. Because they came yeah, out like '97, right? I want to say '97, '98. Yeah. So I was only like four or five years old. So. Yeah, and I was only like seven, so I. I so my. Um, the funny thing is, is, I have a lot of nostalgia for those games because I played them, but at the same time, I have more nostalgia with uh, the underground games on PS2, and uh, there's one on PSP that I used to play. There was a Tony Hawk game on PSP that I had to like. I I I begged my mom to get it for me. Like I used to, I used to play that everywhere I went. I would go to like shows and stuff and just play it like in the audience and stuff. That game was so fun. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of strong memories of playing it. The only thing I really remember from Tony Hawk mm -hmm. is Eric Sparrow from Tony Hawk Underground and, and mm -hmm. him being the villain. Uh, okay. And that's really all I remember from Tony Hawk. I, I remember enjoying the originals, but again, I don't remember which ones I played. Yeah. I remember, oh, I do remember the mall level. I, I, mm -hmm. I know for sure I played that, but I, and, and probably the warehouse too, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm so fuzzy on my... PlayStation memories of playing Tony Hawk, but I definitely did. You remember Spider-Man so, at least? Uh, I knew I I know of it. I know that it was a thing back mm -hmm. in um, PlayStation, but I never did it myself, which yeah. is weird because I loved Spider-Man. I still love Spider-Man. What am I saying? But I loved I really loved Spider-Man back then as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. I had the opportunity, I probably would have yeah. done it. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna have any like cool characters like that, like, just like you know, 
Maybe like maybe like PlayStation could have like a I don't know, like a ratchet cameo or something just for just to be funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. All right, I think that's pretty much all we really could add to the game, right? Like, did, you wanna, yeah. I don't want to like. Um, I I will. I I can't compare it too much to the original because I mean, heck, I don't really remember much of it. Like I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will say that um, it feels very fluid. It feels good when you make the tricks. Um, the movement feels good. There's some times where I I couldn't quite grind on rails and it felt a little iffy. But that also might just be due to me being incredibly rusty. Um, and also, it's a pretty small space to work with. I feel like once you have a bigger space, it'll be a little more forgiving. Yeah, but yeah. the warehouse, after after you play the warehouse for a couple hours, it starts feeling really claustrophobic. And you're like, wow, this is a great, this it's, is great, but I want a lot more space. It can be really unforgiving because you can do some badass like tricks in a row and you have like 40,000 points from like three tricks and then, and then you screw it up and you lose all of yep. it and you lose your special meter. I guess one thing, um, one little. If I have a complaint, and this is nitpicking, mm-hmm. um, when you fall and Tony Hawk gets back up, it's kind of digital. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, they it's changed that. Like, yeah. They, they, which is obviously new. Yeah. But they, they make the music like get lower for a second. I just found that a little annoying. I was mm-hmm. like, I, no, don't stop the music just because I messed up. But that's yeah, not yeah. really what I. Yeah. That feels a little overly punishing. I already lost the points, and right. I'm already knocked down. I want to hear my seconds, Superman. You know? Damn it! No way you shut this it wasn't three songs they show like System of a Down and then it was like Super Goldfinger and then it was, I forget the third one. No, it was it wasn't System. Wasn't it was it? Afraid of Heights. Mm-hmm. No, it was Afraid of Heights by somebody and then it was Gorilla Radio by Race with Machine. Oh, Race with Machine. Race with Machine is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Gorilla Jesus, Radio. Steph, come on. I know. It's, it's me. I'm so disappointed. My my day is my day is ruined and um, my disappointment uh, is. Getting my new metal, my post grunge and all that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Right, let's move on to our top five genres. All right, let's go. So our top five genres. So what we're gonna do is what we did last time. We just we're gonna go. We're gonna do each. We're gonna do each number each, one at a time. So five, four, three, two, one. So we're gonna start from the bottom. So you're gonna do your least favorite favorite. Does that make sense? All right. So yeah. I'm gonna start with my fit number five, which is the fighting game genre. Uh. Not so much nowadays, but fighting games are a big part of my childhood. I've played so many of them. Tekken Tag Tournament, Soul Calibur, uh, all the Dragon Ball Z fighting games, uh, pretty much all the Tekken games, really. Uh, what else? Virtua Fighter. Uh, what else is there? Dang. Yeah, so, like, I was the best at uh, Yoshimitsu in Tekken. Like that was that's my guy. Like both both because he's in Soul Calibur and in uh, Tekken Tag, and Tekken Tag I was the best. Like my friends, like I used to kick everybody's ass. Because uh, I, I love like I love you can stab himself in the chest and things like that. Yeah, so fighting game genre is really fun. The only problem with that genre is that you have to play the game all the time. Like you, there's no breaks. You can you can't you can't play other games. You have to play that game like twelve hours a day if you really want to like get on that level. You know what I mean? be competitive online otherwise you yeah. play online now you just get your ass kicked like quick you know what I mean yeah I, can, I can't uh, I'm rubbish at fighting games anyway so I can't even yeah like I, I don't know I can't do anything beyond button mashing yeah uh, some, some some games are easier to do than others like Dragon Ball Fighters the combat the combo system is a lot simpler like you can just like press square like a couple times and it does a whole combo for you 
but like in Street Fighter though, you you it's so complicated. It's basically made for to play on the big uh, the control panel thing. You know, you gotta, yeah, cause yeah. Because you, you have to go, like you have to spin the whole stick around, and then like it has to be a perfect sync, and it, it's really complicated. I'm I'm horrible at Street Fighter. I guess it's one of those things you have to dedicate some time to, like Absolutely. learning how it you works. Have to, and... Yeah. Like, thinking yeah. tag is just, like, you know, down-left triangle. So, if you remember the combos, the, the, the strategy is just knowing uh, when to use those combos. But it takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So, you always pick a character that you're just great at, and you stick with it. You always get, like, two or three that you're really good at, and just keep practicing with those characters. So, I know, and, of course, I gotta mention Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's a big part of my life. And uh, the original games, the 2D ones, uh... Oh, not so much the 3D ones. Maybe the newer, the newer 3D ones are pretty cool. But I'm pretty terrible at the new ones, uh, especially Mortal Kombat uh, 11. Uh, I can't get my ass kicked on that one. I just don't like the way it feels. All right. So yeah, I think the closest. So the closest I've gotten to one of those is playing the single player in something like Injustice or Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, the closest I've gotten is like Super Smash Brothers. That's. I mean, Super Smash I, Bros. Yeah, I played a lot as well. I I played. Soul Calibur uh, 3, mm-hmm. I think it was, for the, um, and I was a big fan of Zalzamel, or Zalzamel, whatever the heck his name is, the guy with the scythe, mm-hmm. um, and who was obsessed with time. Um, yeah. I was really into that guy when mm-hmm. I was in, when I was playing PS2, but besides that, I don't really play fighting games a lot, mm-hmm. they, they don't really appeal to me. Yeah, so what about you, James, does not appeal to you at all? I just never sort of yeah, it's never appealed to me to spend the time to learn it. Yeah. So I play I play sort of stuff like Smash Bros and right. and the single player maybe in Injustice when it's free. Yeah. Um, just for the fun, but yeah, I, I would never dream of doing it competitive and yeah. like doing it online or anything like that. Yeah, like I've gone to a few Smash tournaments, but I mean, I I never even get close to placing. I I think huh. I yeah. I went to a local yeah. tournament and I got a couple rounds in and I, I think I lost in the third round, but yeah. But it's, even it's even fun. in like. Even in something like Devil May Cry, it's a nightmare for me to like remember combos and stuff. So I never yeah. even yeah, bother. Yeah, it's understandable. That's really about Smash Bros. It's very simpler. It's a lot more simple. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. you know, being up and I'm pretty good at Smash Bros. I'm not like amazing. I won. I've won tournaments, but not like I wouldn't say I'm the top player. All right. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Dory. Uh, actually, before I finish. Uh, my friend used Jigglypuff. He used to kick everybody's ass with Jigglypuff. Like, everybody. Like, there was, like, 30 people in that tournament. He just wiped the floor with Jigglypuff. Like, it wasn't even well, close. It's the, the problem is that people always underestimate Jigglypuff, but Jigglypuff's got some really good moves if you know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Dory, what's your number five? Number five is tricky for me. Um, I kind of meshed together walking simulators and point-and-click adventures. I know these are different genres, but they're mm. kind of similar to me. And I like them very similar. So um, for walking simulators, I'm thinking about what remains to be the Finch. For point and click adventures, I'm thinking about stuff like uh, Grim Fandango. Yeah. Um, or like mystery adventure stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I really like these because they make me feel really immersed in the world. Um, what remains to be the Finch is an excellent uh, kind of walking simulator. I know some people use that as like a insult, but I don't mean it as an insult. I just mean descriptively. You do basically a lot of walking. You do some mini games too. Yeah, like yeah. A lot of the core gameplay is mm-hmm. walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love those kind of adventures. T- Tacoma is another one. I love those kind of adventures that really immerse you in their world mm-hmm. uh, through that first person view. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not hectic combat. It's like, you know, it's a little more peaceful than that. 
Um, and it just makes me feel really attached to the story. It makes it makes it easy to make things very narrative driven. Yeah. Um, it gives it gives the player a lot more creativity over like mm-hmm. what uh, what's going to happen uh, in terms of their experience because they can go to a lot of different games uh, that have very creative worlds because they don't have to focus on combat mechanics so much. They right. can just focus on the narrative first. Right. And I'm a very narrative person, uh, right. very uh, narratively driven person. I like I like strong narratives in my games. Not all the time. Uh, I don't need a strong narrative for Super Smash Brothers to go back to that. But generally speaking, I like a strong narrative in my video games. So yeah. that's why I like point and click and walking simulator. No, when you when you say walking simulator, like do you also mean like horror games? Like can you play like a walking sim horror game? Like or you can do you can like, that walking simulator? Um, like um, what do you mean? Like uh, like amnesia? Or something? Yeah, like, like amnesia. Yeah. Yeah, I would never play those games. Uh, <laughs> they scare the shit out of me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I I played um. Good lord, I played uh, that uh, the Silent Hill game that never came out, or it came out but never came out. Oh, um, Yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of the title for some reason. Yeah. Um, and uh, and God, that was the scariest game I've ever played in my life. So mm-hmm. I already wasn't interested in playing Amnesia, and I uh, that made me feel like I am never going to play Amnesia. Right. No. Um, but they yeah, but they are. do feel somewhat. I've seen people play them before, and they do look, kind of look like yeah. walking simulators. So I could I could see that yeah. like a yeah. horror horror-themed walking sim. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems fine. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and uh, Gone Home. I actually haven't played that, but I've heard that about that, and I've heard it's good. You played Gone Home, I'm assuming, right? Yes, Gone Home is terrific. Mm-hmm. A little too much walking in, in Rapture for my for my tastes. Too yeah. much walking, not no enough sprint. story. There was no sprint button at all in that game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was a little slow. Uh, but I think there's a, there's a really great Polygon video about... Uh, a walking simulators. I can't remember what it's called, but it's all about like how, uh, like what makes a great walking simulator game. It's a very fun game. It's not. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be really objective. They're just trying to be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, can you put one foot in front of the other? Can you see your feet? You know, blah, blah, blah. silly, yeah, silly yeah, metrics yeah. like that. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Going back to point and click adventure, that that would that was almost my number five point and click games like Grand Fandango. Yeah. I think me and you appreciate that more because we're both '90s kids. Because that's a, that was more in the '90s. That's kind of a for sure. Myth kind of was huge for point and click adventures, yeah, and, like, and so was so were flash games. Flash like, games were huge for point and click adventures. Yeah, the, the Lucasfilm games. They're, they're, yes. M- yes. Monkey yes. Island and all that. Those were like. Yeah, I never played Monkey Island, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, James. What's your number five? My number five is uh, rhythm games. This was a big point of contention for me. I could have gone between this or something like RPGs. But um, yeah, I went with rhythm games and stuff like that. Thumb- from you, you didn't expect that at all. No, I didn't either. Um, no, I mean, I like it. it's simple fun, isn't it? Like, mm, it's yeah. there's something really satisfying about hitting notes to a beat, um, hitting buttons along with the beat, and you know, just stuff like Thumper and like Guitar Hero. I haven't played a whole lot of Guitar Hero. I think my only really my only real experience with that is Guitar Hero Live, mm-hmm. which I think is an underrated game that was a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. the the offline track list in that game was a bit. Not so great, but Guitar Hero, the online thing, Guitar Hero Live or whatever, Live TV, I think it was called, mm-hmm. they got shut down, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, um, just rhythm games in general, like, are just a lot of fun. It's it's always the same sort of thing, but it's it's just so such a satisfying loop, you know. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, did you guys have, uh, did you guys play Rock Band over there? Like, did you play Rock Band? I haven't played Rock Band, no. I played Rock Band 2 on the Wii. Man, that game slaps. That game's so good. Um, I 
Uh, one of my fondest memories from college, well, the first time I went to college, around 2010, I remember hosting uh, uh, like a Rock Band 2 party where we all played on the Wii, and it was so good. It was so fun. Uh, that's just a great game because you get make yourself look like a fool in front of your friends and no one really cares. Yeah. Or if they do care, they're assholes. You shouldn't hang out with them. So, James, um, James uh, you play Just Dance? I have not played. Beyond beyond playing a demo for Just Dance on my Switch and being terrible at it, no, I've never played Just Dance. <laughs> yeah, Just Dance is fun. Like if you, you once you get over the embarrassment, like that, you does know, that class does that class as a rhythm game? Well, yeah, have rhythm to dance, right? I think so. Yeah. I, okay. Sure. Well, you gotta do like the whole. Yeah. You, yeah. You no. The whole like you know. Not All for right. me, but. <laughs> All right. Let's go to number four. Uh, number four for me is platformers. Platformers is another big part of my childhood. Obviously, Super Mario 64 is my very first video game period, and it, and that's like what started the whole platforming genre, really, 3D platformers. And then I grew up in the 90s, so that was the era of platforming. That was Ban- Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Croc, which is not that great, but I, I still played it. Uh, what's the one with the caveman and and PS1? Uh, it starts with oh, a T. I know, I know what you're talking about. I played yeah. it too. Uh, yeah. we, uh, Juju or something? No, or? It's like, it starts with a T. Uh, anyway. uh, Tonka? 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 You're like right there. Yeah, I think. I yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah. Then it was Gex and Sonic and Banjo-Kazooie and, you know, it just can go on and on and on. There's so many great platformers. It's not... I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm ever so slightly irritated now because I actually forgot about platformers and they probably would have made my number five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to make these lists. I could have, I could have did a top ten. I left so yeah. Like, there's there's a lot more genres than you actually think about. Yeah, we like maybe we can like before the number one we can do like an honorable like a quick honorable mention. Like sure, sure. Yeah. All right, so platforming, yeah, like it, it's it's still around, but it's not the the animal mascot platforming era is over. Like they tried to bring ukulele was probably the closest that we've gotten to that in recent times. But that that was more like that didn't really do well, and the land the open areas were very barren. Like it, it wanted to be Banjo Kazooie, which is basically what it was. The the second game, which is more like Donkey Kong, uh, sold pretty well and yeah. did pretty well critically. Yeah. But the first game that tried to be Banjo was not. Yeah, I heard anyway, not as great. And, and well, I, I think um, go ahead. Sure. I think platformers are kind of making a comeback because you've yeah. got you know Spyro reignited, and there's a new Crash sure. coming out, and right. and all that sort of thing. In and 2, 2D platforming hasn't gone anywhere, obviously. I mean, 2D platforming has been hmm. huge for the last 20 years. I mean, like got, in indies as well. Yeah, like huge in indies. Like, like even like yeah. uh, some like puzzle ones, like Limbo, yeah. and Celeste, and Inside, and Ori, and you know, so and Gray, countless, Gray countless, yeah. and Super Meat Boy, things like that. Although half those games are like super hard, and I, I don't like yeah. games like that. But. All right, Dory, what's your number four? My number four is uh, survival horror. Um, uh, I I'm a big fan of uh, Resident Evil. Uh, huge fan of Last of Us. Um, I'm a, I I don't have a ton of ex, a ton of examples other than those two games that I can think of off the top of my head. But I've always been interested in checking out other survival horror games. Um, kind of like. Uh, I've never played Silent Hill, but I've always kind of been interested in it. Um, and I have not played uh, The Evil Within. I'm not sure how much survival horror that actually is. Uh, but I know it's by yeah, yeah. The, the guy who made Resident Evil. So. Shinji Mikami, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Evil, Evil Within is more like Resident Evil 4 because it's more action-focused. Okay. But it does have horror yeah. elements where you have to sneak around and you, you can't get caught sure. and things like that. Sure. In terms of Silent Hill, um, it's environmental horror more than Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but so I don't have a ton of examples or anything, but I do love yeah, the yeah. genre when it works well. It, it's, yeah. it, it often ends up being some of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. So um, I enjoy it. Yeah, I'll get into it because you know I have it on my list. <laughs> uh, sure. James, what's your number four? Uh, so my number four, I've what I've got written down here is uh, whatever Kentucky Route Zero is, and then in brackets, <laughs> uh, and in brackets, I've written art house bullshit. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know stuff like that. Like um, I don't know what I don't know what you call that genre, really, but it's stuff that's a little bit like you know Kentucky Route Zero and Journey and that sort of stuff. Stuff that sort of lets you make your own conclusion. It's sort of indie, and it's sort of. There's not a whole lot of gameplay, kind of similar to Walking Sims. It's sort of in that vein, yeah. But sort of stuff that's more. The story is more sort of ambiguous and that sort of thing. I desperately need to play Kentucky Route Zero. I haven't bought it yet. I really Mm. want to. Really want to play it. Yeah, it didn't click for me until episode three, but I really want to play more of it. Um, But no, yeah, definitely. But I, I don't. I still. I don't know what you call that genre. But whatever it is, that's my number four. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, like, like, would you be interested in like Disco Elysium when it comes to PlayStation eventually? Like, would you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely want to try that. What with everyone, oh, it's so good. James. With what everyone's oh been saying God. about it, actually, I actually bought it. I bought it on PC. I just haven't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, Wikipedia for what it's uh worth, it says it's a point-and-click adventure, but obviously that's very much uh, um, very much like reducing it. Um, but yeah, um, oh, I should have mentioned for point and click adventures. Jeez, I love Disco Elysium. Um, amazing point and click adventure. I want if, if it wasn't for Kingdom Hearts three and I'm such a, like a mark for Kingdom Hearts. If, if I wasn't like that, it easily, easily my game of the year for last year. Mm-hmm. Right. So good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play it again on the PS4 mm-hmm. uh, when it comes out, whenever the heck that is. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, my, my number, th- we're going to do number three now. My number three. See, I, I got to separate these two, even though they're, they're technically the same thing. But, I, well, actually, I'll put those two together because because I have to I have to mention survival horror, obviously. Um, survival horror is it could be my favorite genre, but it, it, there's two better. There's definitely two better than that one. But Resident Evil is my favorite franchise of all time. Uh, Resident Evil is my. It's like my. Uh, it's the game. I, it's the franchise I know like the back of my hand. I know like every detail about Resident Evil. I played every game like I've beaten every game like twenty times. Um, but what I love about survival horror is just that it's on you, the player. Like, like, like you you need to know when to like dodge enemies. You need to know when to conserve ammo. You need like you get it tests you really. It te- like. Because we're so used to like you know unlimited bullets and just gunning things down and everything, so survival horror really tests your patience, your item management, um, how do you like you know manage your health and your ammo. But but also what I also love about survival horror is the use of environment, like camera angles generally, like not so much nowadays, but back in the day, like what makes Silent Hill so great is the environment, like it's not like jump scares. But you can walk into a bathroom and you just hear like a lady crying in the stall, and it, and it never explains what it is, but it it just catches you off guard. You know what I mean? Like I, the subtle moments, like the, survival horror has great subtle moments, 
you get your action scene moments too, don't get me wrong, but uh, the environment, the use of environment and the use of camera angles is so right. good. Uh, that's uh, yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of experience with like the genre, but yeah. what, that was one of my favorite things about Resident Evil 2, the remake, yeah. with how they used sort of... Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't scary, but they really built the tension with every sort of turn of a corner, yeah, and yeah. you know every hallway and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. So yeah, obviously that's an obvious choice. If you guys know me, I'm a big survival horror. Fan. Right. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more. It's more of an era of the PS2 more than anything. Uh, survival horror is, is coming back now. I think Resident Evil is starting to go back to its roots, but uh, there's so many freaking uh survival horror games in the ps2 and then it kind of skipped the generation like there was a couple here and there but ps2 there's so many of them like i don't know what it was in japan they just decided we're gonna make tons of them and uh, there was sequel on sequel on sequel so all right yeah i I agree with you seb that um i i that i think with survival horror why i like those games better than amnesia or alien isolation uh, which I, I did buy recently, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see if I actually play it. But the reason I like that is because I don't feel completely powerless, or at least mm-hmm. uh, for enough for the whole game. You know, mm-hmm. I'm okay if, if I, I'm aware, for example, in Resident Evil 7, that at least for some of the game, it does feel a little like amnesia. Um, at least you don't feel super powerful, and you've yeah. got to run away from people and stuff, yeah. which is fine. I don't mind that to build tension. I just don't like that as the core, because eventually right. I like to be able to fight back um, against the against the people that yeah. i'm fighting or, or monsters mm-hmm. um so that's my, kind of my problem with amnesia and stuff like that but with yeah. Yeah. you know you're so right that with with resident evil it's 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 often on you to preserve your mm-hmm. resources uh skillfully and mm-hmm. when you when so when you die it doesn't feel so much like the game is after you it feels like well you messed up you yeah. know so right. it feels a little more fair it rewards you like it you, like if you screw up, you have to start the game over basically because you have you have no ink you have no ink ribbons, no health, no ammo. You're screwed. You didn't play it right. But if you did play it right, you can you can actually like take out bosses pretty quick. Like the final boss will be a joke if you really played your game right and things like that. Yeah. So it you, so everybody has a different play experience. That's what I really like about it. It's very unique. All right, Dory, what's your number three? My number three should come as no surprise. It is action RPGs. Um, uh, I most notably uh, enjoy uh, Kingdom Hearts. I know I've never mentioned it on the podcast before, but I actually like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, too, but I will too. say other other games. Nier Automata uh, is mm-hmm. an excellent game. Uh, maybe a little overhyped, but still a great game. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake. Um, these are the three games that come to my mind first, but I really love... I'm not a big turn-based person, but once you put those RPG mechanics and you mesh them with real-time action, um, it really gets me. Um, and if you get a really good story, um, like all three of these games I feel have, well, Kingdom Hearts sometimes, that's a little more complicated, but um, then, uh, you know, I feel like you got a real winner, at least for me. I really like RPG mechanics. I just don't like when um, when it's messed with turn-based action. That's my big problem with RPGs. Um also, I guess for the most part, I'd rather play a tabletop RPG, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jay, what's your number three? Uh, my number three, I've written cinematic action adventure. I don't know. Uh, so genres like, are messy. Genres are, yeah, genres are messy, so I, it's tough. But yeah, so, you know, I'm thinking of like The Last of Us Part Two, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, you know, like, I mean, it can, like, there's a bunch of different genres that can cross over and stuff like that, but just that sort of thing where it's, 
is very cinematic and it's like third person and it's you know you that sort of story based thing where it's like you know Ghost of Tsushima like you said all the PlayStation exclusives that sort of thing mm-hmm. you know um I like I'm I'm a big story fan I'm a big fan of story mm-hmm. in games uh I think those are those are some of my favorite games where they tell a story rather than having you just go about doing stuff um those are the ones that stick with me the most. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy the whole sort of cinematic aspect of those kind of games. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into our number two. We're, we're heading in about 22 minutes. So, number two, I had to put a bunch of genres together because I can't exclude it in my list. RPGs, but not just RPGs. JRPGs, action RPGs, and MMOs. I gotta pull them all together. There's no way I can separate the two or three. First of all, MMOs. Uh, MMOs are a big part of my life. I'm not sure if they are in your guys. You guys play that many MMOs in your lives? I, I don't have time for MMOs, really, because you yeah, have to dedicate yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I played EverQuest. That's like that's huge. EverQuest 2, World of Warcraft, Star Wars Galaxies, Guild Wars. You name it. I played everything. Um, oh, World of Warcraft. RuneScape, yeah. World of Warcraft, yeah. I, I, I put in probably 50,000 hours in. Like, I played that game oh more God. than any game in my life. I've played that game since it's, I was it's, 11 years old. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of tragic when you think about it, because it's like I, I'd love nothing more than to be able to play uh, an MMO for like a long time, but just the the time commitment is yeah. just far too much. When I when I always come back to that, that game. What I do is I uh, when when there's a dry time of the year, like no no new games really coming out. I'll, I'll get, get back, back into, into WoW. Like, like Shadowlands, Shadowlands comes out like next couple of weeks. But, but, I, but I also have, have to mention uh, JRPGs. Like, like Final Fantasy, obviously, I'm a huge Final Fantasy, Fantasy fan. fan. I'm, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Chrono Trigger, things like that. But I love RPGs, obviously, JRPGs especially, is you fall in love with the characters and the story and the journey. You go on a long 50 to 100 hour journey with the characters and you get emotionally attached to them. And then, they, and then the endings are always usually emotional, and you just you feel like you just have to like sit back and reflect, like like you really you really get attached to those characters. They feel like your children in a way, I guess you could say. Um, Western RPGs I love for a different reason. I mean, they have great characters and everything, but but it's usually the fantasy and the role playing aspect of it. Like when you play like you play an old fantasy game, like uh like you know Divinity Sin or like Original Sin or something like that, or uh, um was. Like a Mass Effect or something, like you, you, it's, it's more of role playing. You're you're picking the choices, Fallout. You know, you're, you're picking choices of how you're gonna do in that situation. Like you you can use charisma and like persuade people, or you can actually do what they ask you. You know, you have all these options. Not saying JRPGs don't have that, but that's more of a Western RPGs kind of generally. JRPGs are usually more linear. They have their telling their own story. Where what I love about Western RPGs is there's different branches. That you can choose so everybody can have a different uh well if they do it right you can have a different ending or a different uh different yeah conclusion or whatever so yeah that that makes me think of like outer worlds and mass effect which are both yeah kind of uh, action rpgs right um yeah, yeah. so uh, those are other uh, rpgs that i really love mass effect you know and knights of the old republic knights of the old republic best star wars game of all time and that's because you can oh yeah so many branches so yeah that's why people pissed, were pissed off about Mass Effect 3, because the ending, people felt like it was all the same. It all led to the same. Yeah. So that, that, so I, I had to put all three uh, genres together, just because RPGs in general is just... 
they're just addicting. They're, they're, you fall in love with the characters, and yeah. Uh, Dory, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is kind of the action-adventure genre. Um, mm-hmm. So stuff like Uncharted, Last of Us, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Arkham. I know two of those are Naughty Dog games, and two of those are um, are superhero games. But, um, but yeah, kind of just, just the kind of heroic game where you're playing someone who's really powerful for some reason or just has a really um, action-y movie feel like Uncharted. Um, I mean, I, I only really like Uncharted 2 so far. I haven't played 4 or Lost Legacy, but just that kind of style of game is really appealing to me. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed, I'm a big fan of, especially Black Flag. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, action uh, action adventures are really great because you can get a really engaging narrative, but you can also get a really great um, combat as well. Yeah. So, kind of best of both worlds with point and click and with uh, sort of the action aspects of action RPG. Yep. Uh, James, what's your number two? Um, so my number two, I went back and forth between my number two and number one quite a little bit. This is another one that was kind of tough um, because it comes down to sort of comfort food, mm-hmm. I think, for the top spots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for two, I've got first-person shooters, which is something I grew up with a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Call of Duty, Titanfall, um, that sort of thing, your Battlefield. Um, Borderlands, even, I'm a big fan of uh, the Borderlands games. Um, you know, like, I, there's just something, it's just comfort food, like I said. You know, like, I grew up playing a lot of first-person shooters. It's I know how to play them. It's sort of ingrained in my brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if if, you, if a game can get that sort of feedback from the from the weapon, yeah, just right with the sound design mm-hmm. and the animations and everything, then like, it's one of the most enjoyable things. Yeah, sure. in video games, I think. For sure. Um, how yeah. how how far does your history go with first person shooters? Like, like, did you play? I, did, you play did you play Goldeneye or Perfect Dark? No, I, I n- nothing like that. I think because uh, I'm I'm. A bit, a bit younger than you guys, so I, uh, I think my first main, so my first big first-person shooter was Call of Duty Four. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, I mean, technically my first sort of big first-person shooter was playing Call of Duty Zombies on my iPhone. Um, but no, the the console for the console it was COD Four, mm-hmm. um, which is a good start yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, that game was fantastic. Was and like specifically yeah. specifically the single player campaigns because that feeds into the whole sort of cinematic thing from yeah. my number three as well. Yeah. And the story thing. That yeah. was a great era for shooters. Like uh, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, because shooters were big but they weren't like, they, they went on another level at that point. Call of Duty became like a monster, you know. Obviously, yeah. Obviously it's the biggest genre pretty much in the world. Like, and you know what else? I was actually I was a bigger fan of the uh, Medal of Honor reboot games than I think most people were. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big fan of Warfighter, especially because I just really loved the whole fa- the fact that like they sort of drew that line between something like Arma and Call of Duty, where it's like it's a more arcadey sort of thing, but it still makes you feel like you're there. It's more sort of realism. It's, it doesn't. It's, it's not like difficult realism. It still feels arcadey to play. But the the sort of the writing and everything, it feels very sort of authentic. Yeah, sure. And I was a big fan of that sort of being dropped into that, mm-hmm. you know. For sure. All right. Uh, before I get to my number one uh, honorable mention, would be point and click games for sure. Like I said earlier, uh, I think that pretty much it. Unless something comes up to me in my head. 
So my number one is what you guys have already said is my number one is actually third person action adventure games, which is no surprise. I'm hosting a PlayStation podcast. PlayStation is my favorite platform for a reason. And that's because I love third person action cinematic games. And for the reasons Dory said, you get the narrative that like I love in like point and click games, but you also get like the action. You feel like you're in a movie. It's what like it's what you you get a PlayStation for. It, like it really t- it shows the graphics, the performance, the the gameplay, the characters, the story. It's everything you want in one in one genre. Uh, like obviously, does it get a little samey sometimes? Yeah, I mean, does PlayStation use a lot of woods wood no wood color and color environments? Yeah, yeah. But, but I think like it, it gets it gets samey, but I think where they sort of differentiate themselves is in the story. Yeah, a the lot story. Of the and yeah, a lot of the games have different enemy types. You know, you obviously last of us you're fighting like zombie, you're fighting different type of zombies, and then days gone you're fighting a whole different type of zombie, the freakers. And then in like yeah. God of War you're fighting trolls and stuff. So it's in Uncharted you're fighting henchmen. So it's not like you're just doing the same game all over again. But I just love the cinematic feel of it. I like I like love Uncharted too when you're hanging on the train game opens up and you're in a snowy mountain area and you're and you have to climb up a train and there's like everything's just getting thrown at you and it's just really fun like it's just very memorable like the way that i'll use uncharted as an uh, example like uncharted 2 because this is this is very revolutionary when it came out on ps3 was the way the angles of the camera like when you ch- a truck is chasing you and you and you're running for your life the use of the camera like that was not really done like that as much Back in that time, I think we, nowadays we, we we take it for granted, but like it's it, it the cinematic the cinematic part of it just feels uh, very memorable. And that's, you could really with with that scene specifically, you could really feel yeah. Naughty Dog's sort of roots in Crash Bandicoot as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, with the boulder and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 those are the genre. That's the genre to me that represents a a, a, a generation. Like when I get a PS Five and I put Miles Morales on. That's what's going to define the, that, that generation. It's going to be the beginning of that like open world performance, fun gameplay, and the story. So it's a mixture of all the genre, like I said. All right, um, what's your number one, Dory? Oh, what's, what's your honorable mention, if you have any? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a super lot of uh, honorable mentions. I, I didn't, I didn't really think of any off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, probably. Um, uh, I do like some rhythm games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, mm-hmm. um, so maybe those would be an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one is shooters, uh, Halo, Doom Eternal, um, anything that's like, uh, you know, when I back when I had a 360, I really enjoyed uh, Modern Warfare. Um, so a, a lot of that goes back to I think what James was talking about with comfort food. Shooters are kind of just easy to get into. Um, I really enjoyed Quake as a kid. Um, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed, uh, oh, you know, Halo 1, 2, and 3, and mm-hmm. I even played a little bit of ODST. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I just, a lot of, I have a lot of roots in shooters, mm-hmm. and so I'm always kind of happy when there's a good shooter that I'm really into. Yeah. It doesn't happen as much these days, but it's still mm-hmm. probably my easiest go-to. Plus, yeah. pretty much every single game I've mentioned has shooting to some extent, uh, which is probably the sign that, that I'm really in it for the action to yeah. some extent as well. Um so. You're like when you say shooter, do you mean do you have a preference for first or third, or you just mean both? I'm just I just mean both. I mean, um, I I 
kind of like first person a little more, but it's not a huge preference. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like doves and subs for me in terms of anime. I yeah. don't have huge preference. Yeah. Uh, but I do like yeah. I do like first person because it makes mm-hmm. you feel a little more engaged. Um, but it can also make you feel a little claustrophobic, but third person can also make you feel a little detached, so mm-hmm. there's pros and cons for both. Right, right. Uh, Shooter, Shooter would be my honorable mention, too. Like, I love Shooters. Yeah. Uh, like, Doom and Quake. Uh, 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 Dora, do you, like, do you prefer arena shooters, or do you, do you think a little more grounded, like, uh, hey, Call of Duty? Like, what, what do you prefer? What do you... Yeah, so, I mean, I... When I when so uh, when I was when I had an Xbox 360, I played Halo and Call of Duty, and I was always more interested in Halo because I always felt like Call of Duty was trying really way too hard to be realistic and gritty and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I loved that Halo embraced that it was a video game and it was silly and had these like mo- you know this this like alien tech called a ghost and like you could like go around and these things called mongoose and banshees. It was silly, you know. It, it had an air of seriousness to it, of mm-hmm. course, in the story and stuff. But I think I think there was a lot more fun to be had um, with it, uh, at least for me personally. Right. Um, so I, I don't really like the grounded stuff as much. Um, sometimes I do, but yeah. um, obviously, like Halo and Doom Eternal are not uh, especially grounded games in yeah. realism, right? At least I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James. Oh, any honorable mentions or? Uh, yeah, I mean, my honorable mention is probably platformer, mm-hmm. and I Walking Sims as well. If that wasn't covered in my number four um, art house bullshit, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a big fan of Walking Games as well. You know, like Life is Strange, yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, I forgot to mention Life is Strange. Oh, another, yeah. another yeah. Walking. I think all three of us love Life is Strange. So yeah, Life yeah. is Strange is phenomenal. It's yeah. very, like the number two, especially I think. Yeah. Um, when they really stepped up their writing, but um. Yeah, my number one is um, <laughs> my number one is uh, more comfort food uh, is racing games because I'm uh, probably not surprising I'm sort of a resident racing uh, games guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a long history with racing games. You know, like uh, one of the first games I think I ever played was Gran Turismo on the PS One. Um, I my whole most of my childhood was playing like Need for Speed games on the PS Two. Yeah. Like Need for Speed Carbon, Most Wanted, Pro Street, and, and everything like that. Um, and so, like, yeah, I've um, got a long history with racing games, and so I know, I know how they work. I know the ins and outs. Maybe not racing simulators um, so much as I, I, I like the middle ground, you know, between racing simulators and arcade, arcadey stuff. Um, but I'd probably lean it more towards the arcadey stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I think uh, racing games would probably be my honorable mention. I loved Burnout uh, Three Takedown. I loved uh, Burnout Four Revenge. Um, I was really into Looney Tunes Racing, Crash Team Racing, uh, probably a couple other NASCAR Rumble uh, on the PS One. So I was very very arcadey. I think I remember trying Gran Turismo and I hated it. Sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just was got so frustrated with the controls. Uh, I was also a kid, though, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it's better now. Uh, it was also very early PS1 Gran Turismo, you know, so they hadn't exactly perfected the controls. Yeah. But right. um, to be fair, but um, yeah, so I've always preferred more arcadey stuff. But I can get I can get frustrated with that too. I remember I went back to Burnout Three like a, a several years ago um, because my uncle had like a PS2 and, and Burnout Three around. And so I played it, and I remember just feeling so frustrated because the the oncoming traffic would just constantly just knock you out, and you would always try to follow the AI, and the AI would just magnificently drift in between cars because it's 
the AI, and you're like, how the hell are you doing this? <laughs> anyway, racing games. Yeah. I, I never had a whole lot of history with the Burnout series. I, I only played um, Burnout Paradise. Oh, yeah. Burnout yeah. Paradise is okay, but it's not really representative of the Burnout that I love. Yeah, no, definitely. That sort of they took it in a different direction, right? Yeah. Um, I was I I did like Burnout Paradise quite a lot though. There's something like there's something fun about just going going through that game, just driving through the world, because you know they they have you stop at traffic lights for races and stuff. But every time I get in that game, I just find myself driving, yeah. and because I don't want to stop at some traffic lights, I just want to keep driving. So I <laughs> that's all I end up doing, you know. Yeah, um, and crashing several times because I'm not. Oh, really good Need at for it. Speed Hot Pursuit was great. Need for Speed Three Hot Pursuit. Right. Was that, was that uh, one of the the older ones or the? Yes, that was PS One. That was like '98 or something. The remake. Yeah. I never. Yeah, oh, I never had a played, remake too. They had a remake. Yeah, I never played back that far. Um, one, I think one that I really liked was uh, was uh, Need for Speed Undercover. I, I don't think that one was as well received in general, but I was a big fan of that. And what was interesting is like that was one of those games that had sort of two different versions because um, I I had the PS3 version and I had a friend who had the PS2 version and I, I played at his house one time and I was amazed to find that it was a, pretty much a different game altogether. And I think it was more linear and and that sort of thing. It wasn't open world, I don't think. Um, but yeah, the um, that was a, that was a lot of fun. I have a lot of good memories of those. Of those games, yeah. Oh, cool. The, the, the funny thing about me is that uh, racing is actually one of my least favorite genres completely. But I do have some, I do I do have a history with it too, though. I mean, my favorite racing game is actually Mario Kart. So obviously, I'm not big in the simulated mm. racing games. But, and I also love Burnout because you can crash and things like that. I have yeah. a lot of Need for Speed. Uh, Grand Turismo, I've only played maybe one or two of them. I don't. Forza, I don't, I don't, I've only played uh, Forza Horizon 4, so that's pretty That's cool. the thing, like, yeah. it's definitely, like, I think because it's comfort food for me, so, like, yeah. when I, it, there's something really cathartic about just getting behind the wheel and just yeah. driving around a, a circuit, because I, I imagine, I, this might be wrong, but I imagine if you don't have a lot of experience with racing games, it maybe would be a bit more stressful trying to drive around a, a track in like Gran Turismo Sport, trying to manage your braking and, and brake at the right times and corner mm-hmm. and follow yeah. like a racing sure. line and stuff. Yeah. But for me, for me, I can just sort of do that in the back of my head while I'm listening to a podcast or something. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I drive in Florida, so it's like Grand Theft Auto every day. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I get on 995, you know what I'm Dory probably knows what I'm talking about. That highway is crazy. All right, so um, we're at 40 minutes. Do you, uh, do you guys want to go into dislikes, or do you think? I, I think about? we're I think we're good. We we have 40 minutes plus the extra the time, right? Yeah, we're an hour and a half. I would say. Yeah, I, I think yep. we're good. Okay. I'm, I'm good anyway. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. I, I really enjoyed this discussion personally. This segment especially, I really I think it's a lot of fun talking about genres. I, it would it would have been nice to hear Mitch and Fran too, but uh, I'm sure our thoughts are with Fran if if he's not feel, if he's still down on, under the weather right now. And uh, yeah, definitely. Hope yeah, he gets well soon. Definitely. Uh, so get better, Fran. Yep. So you guys all have a good night, and we'll be back next week. So peace. Bye. Yep. Bye. What's up, PlayStation fans? Thank you for watching PS Premier's podcast. We record every Friday night and upload every podcast at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays. 
you like what you heard, we appreciate any support by clicking the like button and subscribing.